1: Dragon Radio. I'm your host, M.L. Wieschak. I'm here with special guest, Jen Franklin. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Now, you are a cancer recovery coach. This isn't something that you just jump into, obviously. So what led you to this? Um, Well, the first thing that led me to it
2: was actually getting cancer in 2018. Uh, I was diagnosed with an aggressive lymphoma called Burkitts, and that was quite a shock to me because it came on so suddenly and within even six weeks, I was practically unable to breathe, I had fluid blowing up in my abdomen, and it was quite scary. So going through that in 2018 and actually recovering from it and understanding what it takes to go through that kind of situation and then um, rebuild yourself, regain your health, get your confidence back and get your life back, took me to a place of wanting to share that with others who may be struggling in the same spot as I was, which is a a gap between finishing cancer treatments and then what?
1: (laughs) Right. There's so many people out there that have cancer in one form or another. This is so common within the world unfortunately unfortunately yes but there's so many different types of cancers and then you go through i'm recovered now what
2: exactly and and a lot of people are lost at that point because you're not given the information or most people aren't i wasn't where you speak to your oncologist for example after and say okay what what am i allowed to eat what should i be doing now and say oh yeah just go and live your life, it's, it's fine, just eat whatever you want. And to me, that really just didn't sit well with me and I just didn't believe that was the path I should be taking.
1: Right, we hear that our doctors go, okay, we get you to this point, come back in a year for testing, otherwise we don't need to see you. Well, there's a big gap there. Yeah, it's-
2: for Maybe. sure, and especially the type, sorry, the type of cancer you have, it, you could be in a place where you're very weakened, you've lost weight, some people gain weight, everybody's in a different place where they finish off. And there's not a clear roadmap of of what do you do to get
1: your life back. Right? It's okay, what does my nutrition look like now is my autoimmune system tanked? is do I need to rebuild that? Do I need to lose weight because of whatever medication I was on made me gain weight? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions that our medical field doesn't answer for us.
2: I totally agree, um, and you know, just not knowing what to do puts you in a place of also just having that lack of confidence of in yourself, and you get fearful of uh, cancer coming back, and and you hear all these things um, that you're at a higher risk for it coming back once you've had it. Your white blood cells, if you've had chemotherapy. Like myself, have you know struggled to come back up again, and that can be hard for your immunity to recover, and for you then to be you know open to more illnesses, which is definitely what you don't want after having been through that kind of a traumatic experience.
1: Exactly, but it's not just you that went through this; it's also your family. So, how did that affect with your cancer treatment and recovery?
2: Uh, Very good question. So um, my husband took the the most traumatic role of that, which is just seeing me go through what I had to go through from the sidelines, but being there to support me, but also running around back and forth on a ferry because my treatments weren't done locally. I couldn't get treatment. Uh, I'm on Vancouver Island, BC, and I couldn't get treatment here because of the rareness of Burkitt's lymphoma had a special treatment protocol so I actually had to go back to uh, Vancouver BC where I was born actually the same hospital I was born in Vancouver General which is kind of ironic and they were the ones who treated me there and it was a very stressful time and fearful time for him and hard to recover from even afterward to come away from that and of course We had two uh, kids as well, or we have two kids, two boys. They were 14 and 18 at the time. Can't remember now, 15 and 18, I guess it was. And they were left on their own to kind of fend for the household while my husband would come back and forth on the ferry to be there to support me. And then they're, you know, they're working, going to school, feeding two dogs. It was just a hard time for everyone.
1: I can imagine. I I've had my own share of medical issues not cancer thankfully but <laughs> my own medical issues so having a family member go through my mom in 2011 was going back and forth taking care of me at the hospital going to work taking care of grandma at home taking care of the dogs so I understood what was going on plus taking care of my daughter at the t- same time
2: yes it can be very hard on the family and all I was trying to do at the time was just trying to survive and get through it. And mm-hmm. you really can't think about all that. But afterward, you, you realize when you're in that place after that mm-hmm. it does take its toll and it's hard to sort of um, come away from that and, and sort of recover from it.
1: It is. But what do you think helped in your most in your recovery? Uh, well, mostly. As far as coming through the treatments, um, well, after the
2: treatments, recovering, what helped me the most was to seek out the knowledge that I was really looking for, which was a lot of the keys to being in good health and keeping your health um, you know, free of illnesses, was to eat in a nutritious and nourishing manner and understand what that is, um, to not be overloading with, with toxins, whether that's just eating more organic less hormones in things and just understanding what's available as well as um, taking the stress levels down and just also giving yourself the time to recover because it does take some time to get back to where you were and my goal was to get back to where I was or better so to thrive not just survive
1: so there's a lot of things going on there What does your like regimen, your daily routine look like now for your health? So my daily routine
2: is um, I usually do what's called intermittent fasting. So I'll overnight fast. I won't eat usually past 6 p.m. at night. And then I don't eat till at least 6 a.m. in the morning. I usually don't eat till about 8 a.m. So this gives my body a chance to kind of reset the cells to do some rebuilding and not be just digesting food that's something I do on a daily basis for the most part. And then I do start off usually with a cup of organic dark coffee with a bit of, a little bit of oat milk. And I actually use a different, I don't use sugar. I don't eat sugar anymore um, because my understanding on the havoc that wreaks on our bodies is that really doesn't help our health overall. And I was a real sweet tooth and <laughs> I still kind of am, but I, <laughs> but I use different, things now in place of what I would use before. So I'll eat like even for breakfast, I'll eat sprouted organic nuts, nut mix, and then I'll put the apple infused uh, cranberries with the stevia sweetened chocolate chips. So I still get my fix in there. And that can be breakfast for me sometimes. And then a lot of big salads, organic greens with broccoli sprouts, which are great for cancer prevention. Um, chia seeds on things, whether it's some uh, organic, you know, plain yogurt with uh, chia seeds, flax seeds, you know, those kinds of things, and not. Okay, what what is a chia
1: seed? I've never heard of. Yeah. That.
2: <laughs> chia seed. Well, it's a it's a type of seed, and it's um, got a lot of protein and is very nutritious, and it's ground up, so we kind of use it. It's like um, really small granules that you can sprinkle on something. I would put it into something like a yogurt stirred in or a smoothie.
1: So like we were saying, we're going through the nutrition, but do you also have the exercise equivalent in there as well?
2: Most definitely um, because I work at a desk job or I have for many, many years, I realize that that component of, you know, sitting at a desk, a lot of the day is not healthy. And to make sure I'm getting up and down a lot in the day and moving around. um, I do always fit in a walk every day walking is just such a, a great exercise to do to help um, you just your cardio your strength, uh, your stamina, it's my go to exercise so I make sure that if I do nothing else that that's included in my day, and I have recently been adding uh, yoga classes now that we can kind of get back to more in-person activities, mm-hmm. as well as some HIIT hit classes that are sort of a higher intensity class. So those things uh, I do regularly so that I can keep up that you know, movement and lymphatic system moving and cardio and, and just keep everything healthier.
1: Yeah, because was always good to get the blood flowing. You don't mm-hmm. want to sit at a desk for 14 to 16 hours a day that's very very bad if you talk to anyone in the house spill. so you yes. have to get up and move, move around. so important yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> even a walk even going through nature because what happens when you're nature you de-stress so that goes taking the stress away as well
2: i love nature and and i'm surrounded by it where we live now so that is my favorite thing to do, even just walking outside, being amongst the trees, being um, in the yard and just relaxing. It feels, I can just feel that calmness
1: come over me. So we have all these things going on. What made you go into co-authoring a book called Shine Volume 4?
2: Well, the first thing that happened was I reconnected with a high school friend I hadn't been in contact with for quite a few years and we got in contact again through Facebook and I noticed that she was running her own publishing company and she was looking for people to participate in volume four of a book called Shine and it's uh, stories on overcoming adversity and I thought wow this is really interesting for some reason it called out to me so I Spoke with her about it, and I got on the author list and wrote a chapter as part of the book. And i it up. I'm not told it, Shine Volume 4, and it's available on Amazon. It went bestseller, and it's wonderful because it shares so many people's stories, and they're all different stories. Mine just happens to be my story. And then how people got past their adversity and moved on to thrive. So kind of inspiring for people as everybody goes through adversity at some point in their lives some more traumatic than others and i think it's great to have something that people realize that there is a way to get through it and you just need to find that path
1: exactly it doesn't matter if it's a physical adversity you know color skin woman male female whatever or if you're going through rich poor it doesn't matter what the adversity is, or going through a trauma and coming back from it. We all go through something at some point of our lives. Yes, and hard to avoid. It. <laughs> you can't avoid it. There's no avoiding. If you avoid it, you're never going to grow as a person. However, we look back and we go, okay, we survived this, now how do we thrive from it?
2: Right how can you not let this just get in the way of, of living the rest of your life to the fullest?
1: Exactly. Now, with you writing this one chapter, did the writing bug bite you? Sorry, say that again? <laughs> so, With writing this one chapter in this published book, did a writing bug, are you writing more books or stories coming out? Oh, am I writing more? Well, not in a book format,
2: but I am writing more as I write Um, a program that I'm offering now and, you know, writing posts and things like that on blogs and that type of writing, but not a book.
1: So what is your program?
2: I have created a program that's a 12 week online program. And my focus is to help women over 40 who have finished their cancer treatments and are in a place that I was in and unsure of what do I do now? I'm stuck. I'm lost. I'm feeling really low. My energy's low. I don't know how to get back to where I was before. And nobody's giving me the steps. And so I'm giving the steps through a program called the, the kickstart your life method. And it's a 12 week program I created just for people in that same situation.
1: And when is the program starting?
2: Or is it's it's actually? Oh, it's an ongoing program. So it's Uh, continuous enrollment, and I've just recently released it, and um, I've worked with a few people just sort of casually that I've known outside of the program to help them with their goals moving forward after cancer, but this is the first sort of formal version of it.
1: Awesome. See, we always wanted to say, okay, what is a program? Because there's two different types. There's a, here's a start date, here's an end date, or there's the continuous it's here when you need it
2: yes exactly and then weekly i'm on a zoom session with the group of wherever they're at and then we can actually support each other through the process and have that accountability and that um, camaraderie i guess you could call it
1: well there's something that is missing today it doesn't matter what country you, you're in it's missing we need this we need the accountability we need the rah, rah, we're here for you because we get into our heads, we get depressed, we don't know what we're doing, even when we have the program there in front of us. For sure. And even being around people in the same situation or who have been in
2: that same situation is helpful because you can see that there is a road ahead and where it is that you can get to.
1: Exactly. So I know there's a gap, but is there a different reason why you felt that people needed this? Well, one of the main reasons was that, that gap that I noticed.
2: And I know that, you know, traditional health medicine has um, one way of viewing things and how to handle things. And it's often sort of a band-aid solution. And I wanted to go back more to the root cause of a lot of our illnesses, which tends to be a lot of the same things um, over and over again, which you probably know as well. You know, how we eat toxins, exercise, you know, stress levels, all of those things play in such a huge role in our overall wellness and our health. And you could look at so many of the illnesses across board and find that there's a common key there of, of that's where the root is.
1: Right. We go through, i talk talked to a lot of doctors or medical professionals on the show. You would be surprised. Everything comes <laughs> from the gut, if you believe it or not. So if you think about that, everything comes from what you eat. You yes. start there and then we work out. Your inflammation comes from what are you eating? Is it good for your body? It may be good for my neighbor's body, but mm-hmm. it may not be good for my body. Exactly. And you have to find what foods actually work for you versus what foods don't work for you. And this is a long mm-hmm. process to do that, but everything starts there. Then we go to what chemicals are we putting in our body?
2: Mm-hmm. And so much of what's marketed to us and what's available is unbelievable what the government or <laughs> will help us or what, al- what they allow us to go purchase at the store. <laughs> what yeah. we call
1: food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many of our products in the grocery stores, so it doesn't matter what country you're in, has something that's GMO? Oh. How many are organic? Now, if you look at it, the organic, the price tag is usually twice as high than those mm-hmm. GMO type foods.
2: That's right, and you know it's worth it though in in my mind because if you're not paying for it now, you're paying for it later right. <laughs> with your health.
1: Exactly. It's are you going to pay the five dollars for that organic apple, say, or the dollars for the gmo and then have some disease later on in life
2: exactly it's not worth it it's also another reason to plant a garden
1: <laughs> it is but now we have to start watching our gmo seeds versus the organic seeds that is very true it's just one spiral after another things are wonderful people that we elect that's where knowledge is key <laughs> It is. We're, we're not going to go through the political stuff, but at the same time it goes through, we elect the knowledgeable people and we trust their judgment. But at the same time, science is not backing up that judgment sometimes. Yes, I agree. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you, your book and your program? Okay. Well, I am on Facebook. Um, it's called
2: Franklin wellness Inc. I N C. If you search that out, uh, Jennifer Franklin, and I do have a website. It's not been updated recently, but it's holisticlivinghealth.com. Also I do have a private Facebook group, which is available to uh, like a community of women over 40 after cancer. So we can get some support going in there, which I just love doing. And, also available on Instagram. So Life After Cancer with Jen is what it's called. Those are some places you can definitely find me. And the book itself, Shine Volume 4, is on Amazon if you search out Shine Volume 4.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. There's a lot of places to connect. We're always as authors wanting to connect with readers. We're always as life coaches wanting to connect with people who need us.
2: Definitely. That's the, but, definitely the,
1: my goal. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know who you need, you need to just Google like life coach or a life coach for what is that problem are you looking for? And right. In a niche that there's such a huge gap, but it affects so many people around the world.
2: Yes. And the great thing is so many people are starting to realize this and understand that what they are putting in their bodies uh, does make a huge difference to their
1: health. Now, I do have a question. While you're going through your treatment even now, did CBD help? Um, You know,
2: I did check into the CBD end of it and I didn't end up using it consistently, but I do know there's a lot of great research on the use of it and prevention of cancer. So that's something I will continue to look at in the future.
1: I only ask it because I have so many family members who have had cancers and I hear the good, the bad, the ugly. So I'm like, okay, I know it's in my family. So the chances are somewhere down the line, I'll be going through this adventure as well. Well,
2: I hope not. And I think that <laughs> you, you probably have the knowledge as well because, um, of, I know that you said you went through some, some health challenges and I did hear something about that on one of your podcasts and that you also believe in, you know, getting to the root of the, the yes. problem. So.
1: Yeah, we go through the whole exercise and the nutrition and sometimes getting just now researching CPDs for other reasons, but it's going through what am I doing to keep myself healthy? Is that pill that the doctor wants me to take really make me healthy or is it just masking the problem
2: yes and I've been one for many many years to always look at well what can I do besides take a prescription medicine often take okay this is a diagnosis go to the the health store and say okay what do you have for me (laughs) where I don't have to fill this prescription and often it works a lot better than the prescription
1: that is true but thank you so much for being on the show today
2: Thank you very much, Melissa. I enjoyed meeting you and uh, sharing the information with everyone.
1: And for our listeners and our viewers, happy healing.